Hey guys, welcome to this brand new episode of Astrophysical's podcast. Myself, Aman, and with me, Shweta. Hey, Shweta. Hi, Aman. Hi, everyone. Perfect. So, guys, today we're going to be talking about what is considered as the holy grail of sky watching, and it is the northern lights or the aurora borealis. And basically, these are beautiful dancing waves of light that have captivated people for millennia. And though it was the Italian astronomer Galileo Galilei who coined the name aurora borealis in 1619. Uh, it was after the roman goddess of dawn aurora and the greek god of the north wind boreas and you know the earliest suspected record of the northern lights is in a you know 30000 year old cave painting in france wow and the science behind the northern lights was not theorized until the turn of the 20th century because norwegian scientist christian berklin um he was the one who proposed that electrons emitted from sunspots produced these lights um atmospheric lights to be precise after being guided towards the earth's uh, pole by our planet's magnetic field and this theory would eventually prove be proved as correct but it was not until long after berkeley's death in 1917 yeah and you know basically how this works is uh, as you know sun is ejecting charged particles from its corona okay or upper, or its upper atmosphere and this creates what's called the solar wind and the energized particles from the sun slam into the earth's upper atmosphere at speeds of up to 72 million kilometers per hour and but as you know our planet has a magnetic field which protects us from the this onslaught and as earth's magnetic field redirects the particles towards the north pole okay and this dramatic process transforms into a say cinematic atmospheric phenomenon which dazzles and fascinates scientists and sky watchers alike that's true but you know for all its beauty this spectacular light show is a rather violent event because auroras are the result of disturbances that take place in the magnetosphere caused by solar winds and these disturbances alter or change the trajectories or of charged particles in the magnetospheric plasma yeah that's true and you know these particles mainly electrons and protons precipitate into the upper atmosphere okay it's also known as the exosphere and the resulting ionization and excitation of these atmospheric constituents emit light of varying color and complexity and you know the form of the aurora which occurs in bands around both polar regions it is also dependent on the amount of acceleration these particles have while they are you know being imparted to the precipitating particles oh yeah that's right and most of the planets in our own solar system and including some natural satellites brown dwarfs and even comets all of these also host auroras and these are predominantly seen in say high latitude regions around the arctic and antarctic as we all know auroras display dynamic patterns of brilliant lights that appear as say spirals rays or even flickers covering the entire sky yeah and you know most of auroras occur in a band which is known as the auroral zone which is typically 3 degrees to 60 degrees wide in the latitude and between 10 to 20 degrees from the geomagnetic poles at all local times and it's most clearly seen at night against you know a dark sky and a region that currently displays an aurora is called the auroral oval and it's a band displaced by the solar winds towards the night side of the earth basically <laughs> yeah and on earth the northern lights counterpart say in the southern hemisphere is the southern lights they are physically the same but they only differ in their location and obviously we need to name them in a weird fancy way and these um lights in the southern hemisphere are called as aurora australis and they are visible from high southern latitudes in say like antarctica chile south africa australia and so on 
and the actual northern lights which is in the northern hemisphere the aurora is visible from being close to the center of arctic circle such as in places like alaska canada sweden iceland and so on but aman what exactly do you know what causes these beautiful colors that we see yeah that's a good question so actually there are two reasons for this okay one is the height of the collisions okay the second one is the gases present in the atmosphere so basically uh, for example say the green in the aurora okay the green color uh, which is the most common of all colors if you take an image of the aurora in from the internet the most visible usual color is green and the reason is it's caused by low height collisions of the solar particles with oxygen okay so basically oxygen is the reason behind this and it's you know from heights of 100 kilometers above the earth's surface and at greater heights of say 250 kilometers this pollution is oxygen produce even red aurora wow red okay that's nice but the blue ones are basically found at the very bottom of the aurora zone at only 96 kilometers from the earth's surface and these are caused by collision of solar particles with nitrogen found in the atmospheric shielding but at alternate altitudes nitrogen can also cause some pink and red color as well and purple can also be seen when really energetic particles pierce deep into this atmospheric shielding about say 80 kilometers uh, above the surface of the earth yeah uh, and you know uh, this aurora is not like a phenomenon unique for earth alone just like aurora on earth other planets have their own versions of it on jupiter the jovian aurora is found and you know these are caused by the same effect as that on earth by the solar particles colliding with an atmospheric shielding and even more similar is that jupiter's aurora are at its poles just like other of earth wow so you're saying if we go to jupiter we can also see auroras there yeah probably that's amazing but not only jupiter and our planet have aurorae though saturn is another planet that has its own aurorae caused by the same effect just as that on earth and jupiter but how saturn's aurora have only recently been found by camera which is the cassini camera in 2008 and again like earth saturn's aurorae are at its poles due to the magnetic fields found on every planet which basically either force them towards the north side or the south side that's true and the lights of the aurora are only like the end product of a complicated interaction between the sun and the earth and you know an interaction that likely occurs around other stars too and space weather or activity in the sun's upper atmosphere includes you know radiation and plasma released by the sun and that in turn can affect earth's geomagnetic fields and you know thus that causes the aurora so also you know the aurora tend to be more frequent and spectacular during you know the high solar sunspot activity which occurs on 11 year cycle so if you guys get to see this magnificent phenomenon like consider yourself damn lucky so yeah that's it for this week's episode guys see you all next week with a brand new episode until then this is amen moment signing off with shweta ramkumar bye guys bye bye